Hi everyone, Rob Reynolds here. I'm the executive director of Tell Education, and I'm here with another podcast. And today I'm really delighted to have with me Brooke Hurd, who is Tell's director of curriculum development. And in that position, Brooke is responsible for overseeing the development, review, ongoing editing, et cetera, of all of Tell courses that we offer for college credit and for certificate credit. And so that's a lot of responsibility. And so we thought it'd be fun to have Brooke come on and tell us about some of the things that she and her team do. But before we jump into that, I thought it'd be helpful to have Brooke talk about some of her own experiences before she got to this particular professional place in life, kind of the things that have gone into her thinking uh, based on her own professional experiences and learning experiences to get here. So Brooke, why don't you start off with that? And we'll then jump into some of the curriculum stuff. Gotcha. So when I was a little bit younger, you know, getting into working, I started working at a local pizza place here in Norman. And I... So you're saying that you can go from a local pizza yeah. job to being a director <laughs> of curriculum development, Who knew, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, obviously my first real experience getting into working and learning and trying to understand the that field. So when you start out in a field like that, there's a lot of process things like mm -hmm. you're working at a pizza place, you have to learn whether you're working at the front, you're taking orders, yes. or you're working a phone, you're talking to customers, or you're in the back, you know, here's how you make this kind of pizza, that kind of pizza. So it's a pretty good place to start because you learn that it's a lot about learning steps and processes, etc. And then how to scale all of that. So I can see that would be really useful. So what's another experience you had where you, you saw what people do and how they learn? So kind of as I was working there as well, I was in Moore Norman Technology School. I went to school for graphic design. I took a two-year program there. And essentially, we worked as an advertising firm. That was how the entire class operated. So we would get clients that would come in, we would assess their needs, and kind of just design from there. So that was kind of how. So that so in that, it seems like you're really learning about empathy, user empathy. Mm -hmm. So you're you're really trying to empathize with the client. What do they need? You can always go out and design what you want to design. But what client wants that, right? They want to, they want you to design what they want. And so, okay, that's exactly. really good. And I mean, in a lot of those businesses would be, you know, small businesses that we would work with, people who didn't have access to a, a larger advertising agency or graphic artists. So it was really great to get out and help the community when doing that. So I oh, know that's terrific. Also know that took a detour in there somewhere and you worked at a bank. Yes, I worked at a bank. I did a few things at the bank. I worked as a teller when I got on there. It was a lot of you know transactions and building those personal relationships. And that that was the best part of that job for me because again, it was it was a local company. I seem to really love, you know, a smaller business feel, but it was that was the most substantial part for me is just building those relationships with those individual customers, 
knowing them, understanding their needs and making adjustments for them. So after I was a teller for a while, we moved into more of a leadership position and then moved on to working in customer care and helping support the customers when they needed additional help. So you've had this very background, both in terms of training, education, but professional experience before you ended up coming to a company like Tell, and you were helping us out with some variety, a variety of positions on our curriculum when you got started and working on us with processes and how to keep improving what we're doing in management. What are some of the things that you, as you think about that past experience that kind of have translated into making you effective as a director of curriculum development? So for me, it's really about understanding process and working with people, developing them and training them so that they understand. So, you know, I've had to really grow to adjust my forms of communication with a lot of different types of individuals, whether that be an executive who owns a very large company, or it would be somebody who's older, who doesn't understand technology. So I've really had to adjust the way I communicate. And so I think that for me has brought a lot of opportunity in this position for me to give that back, to give that to students, to give them that perspective as somebody who has had to do that. No, I think that's great. And just speaking between two of us is that work here, our whole mission is really about trying to make you know higher learning available to everyone. And by everyone, it's a diverse community out there. And so we really have to think about what are the needs of all of our students, whether it's someone with limited internet access in rural in a rural zone, if it's somebody who has access to a lot of resources, somebody who doesn't have any access, somebody who has other has very special personal needs, different scheduling, and everybody brings something different, many different interests. So in our curriculum development, I know one of the ways we've tried to address that is by trying to create a curriculum and a curriculum process that is really learner focused. So we're, we really work at trying to make things understandable, consistent, and again, that process driven. So now that you're in the position of kind of managing our curriculum and overseeing the team that does everything, and you've been on the job for a few months now, what are some of the things that just stand out to you as a leader that make, that make our curriculum strong maybe unique, maybe it's a different approach. What are some of the things that stand out to you? Well, some of the things that stand out to me would be, for one, the way that our team looks at the content itself. They really try to look at it from a student perspective, looking at, can I understand the content? Does this make sense to me? And that's something so important to bring to the student, because if we can't even understand it here, how can we expect a student to understand the content itself? So I think one of the questions that we get a lot is, and I kind of think of these. So traditionally, when you think about education, a student goes to class, they meet with a teacher, the teacher talks, does some things, they get in groups, maybe work, they read some things, they take an exam. But one of the questions we always ask is, how do we know if they learned anything? Because they got a grade on their report card or they got a grade on a transcript, but did they really learn anything? So as you look at curriculum, what are some of the things that you and your team kind of think about doing to be able to show that students actually learn something, that they can demonstrate that. So I think a great example of that would be 
mastery and measuring mastery. I think that's something that we've really been working towards and trying to do the research to see, you know, back that up and also kind of going through several iterations of review. That's been the biggest thing to me to kind of measure that student learning and measure whether or not they feel that they've achieved something. So you're talking about mastery and it's something we talk about a lot internally. So within a course, how do we do that? I mean, how do you decide what people are going to master? How do you map to that? What does that look like? Usually we have a subject matter expert come in and take a look. So usually these are people who have worked in the industry, have taught these courses for many years. And so they'll come in and they usually help us work out, you know, what defines that, at least for the particular course. And then we also try to write our assignments at a high enough level for the students to really feel, really apply the content or evaluate the content. So I know in the, in terms, because we use this in our curriculum development, the whole Bloom's taxonomy. And so those types of activities are really designed at a much higher level. And the goal is to get students to show that they can then synthesize, apply, create knowledge in those specific areas they've been studying. And you work, like you said, with subject matter experts to do that. I think one of the other interesting things about mastery is those assignments aren't just about information. They're also about skills and competencies. So how does that work? So we've mapped out skills and competencies that students can use in their everyday life, whether that's, you know, working in a professional setting or just basic skills. So we created those list of competencies. And so we map out all of the content to apply to that. Yeah, that's great. You know, and of course, one of the things that manifests itself in our courses is students can earn badges for those competencies that are focused on our 21st century skills. And, you know, that really does give them not only a sense of they did something in the course, then they have a badge or something to show for it that they really have done this and they can share that and feel confident about it. So I think that's that's really special. So I know that one of the challenges, and you mentioned this earlier, is that it's not just enough to build a course, right? There's more to it than that. So talk a little bit about the life cycle of a course. So it's an idea, right? And then it gets developed and you can tell me how long that takes. And then what happens once it gets put out there and people start using it? So currently it takes about six to eight months to develop a course. And essentially we start at the very bare bones, getting into developing an outline for that course. What's going to go in there and getting into a little bit of research as far as what the course will contain, what's typical for a college course at the, at a little bit of a lower level for the associate degree. And then we again, partner with a subject matter expert to sort of fill that out a little bit, but we also kind of have some guidelines there as well, working with them to build out units and modules and learning objectives. We really have the ability to build a great course. We don't have to follow any one textbook. Then we get into developing and writing out those lessons with subject matter experts reviewing that content really well with our in-house curriculum team, getting a really great edit on it, and then moving on to getting it produced on the platform. And then shortly after that, we're ready to go live with the content. The students can take it as, as soon as we've got it up. And once a course goes live, is that it or does it 
keep do do we keep working on it? Yes. So we have developed a really great review process that these courses will go through every couple of years just to make sure that the content is staying accurate and up to date and you know focusing on areas where students might be having issues. I know something that often happens is and I know this just comes up in a matter of business, we may have a course out there and there may be an editorial error. So how do we respond to that? If someone out there, a teacher, a student, et cetera, says, hey, I think that's a wrong answer on the quiz, or there seemed to be something wrong with this map or this particular paragraph, how do you fit in with even work with other teams at Tell to resolve that? Typically, that comes from, you know, they usually reach out to their point of contact here at Tell, which would be either academics or our support team. And then, you know, if there's a content error, they reach out to us. We work with the subject matter expert in order to get it corrected. We do this really quickly and we make sure it happens within 24 hours of it coming up because we want to make sure that the students have the most accurate content possible. So you can do that. So a student can or again, a parent, teacher, et cetera, can say, hey, I think there may be a problem with this, or I'm not understanding this. And you can get that communication, review it, and actually make the edit and have it updated within 24 hours. Yes. That's excellent. And I think it's really important in today's world, especially online, as attitudes and expectations have really changed in terms of what can happen mm-hmm. and, uh, and how quickly things can be addressed. And it's a long, uh, long way from where we used to be in the textbook world. So what do you find most, we'll start with this way, what do you find most rewarding about your position here? Well, there there are actually a couple of things, but I think the number one thing is to be a part of something that matters, that's going to have an impact. That is the most important thing to me. But also, I mean, I, we've built a great team here and, you know, I couldn't do it without them. Those are the big things for me. What do you see as you move forward as your biggest challenge, the biggest opportunity that you have in curriculum? What are what comes to mind? The biggest challenge, I mean, I think the biggest challenge in in growing, especially developing in your career, is just taking on the challenge of learning, getting out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself to do that. Well, and you could argue there's a lot of value in having to go through a learning process. Yes. Every time you do something, if you're a person in charge of an aspect of learning. Yes. One of the things, and you know this from working for me, that we really stress here is a learning culture. We want everybody to learn. Everybody is always taking courses. Everybody is trying to improve themselves, be involved in different growth aspects of their lives. And being promoted in a new position is another form of learning. And you learn new things and that you didn't know before. And that makes you a better teacher because you're a learner. was someone doing that, it helps you to be sensitive to the needs of everybody else going through the whole learning process. So, you know, one of the things that's great about where we're headed at Tell that I'm so happy about is this whole idea of badging, credentials, et cetera. And I know you're part of a new initiative right now where you're doing some course redesign and to kind of support that a little bit more. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? As you know, I know our traditional courses are kind of 15 designs, 15 week courses. And students kind of go through them and at the end, they get a grade. So you're doing some redesign that kind of can change that a little bit. So what does that look like? Absolutely. So we're going through a redesign to 
focus on offering some new certificate courses. So these courses the students can take in about five to six weeks. It's about half of a traditional course that we offer here at Tell, but we've broken it up so students can have a little bit more flexibility. So yes, we offer a really flexible product as is, but these students, they may be working a full-time job or have other, you know, have children, have other responsibilities. So it's giving them the option to work toward their education rather than, you know, just feel like they can never get to that point. So it's giving them the ability to have stackable credentials and that way they can get college credit for them in the future if they decide to take both first half of the course and the second half of the course. That's really nice. So basically you can take a course like American government. Yes. And you can split it up into two halves and you could earn a credential for each half to put them together for a course, but completing that section, which is kind of a complete thing in and of itself, might only take five or six weeks. So you get immediate feedback, you get a sense of accomplishment early on, and you don't have to worry about dropping out over 15 weeks. You can do that. And could you take a break in between that? Like if you wanted to do the first one and then maybe wait a couple of weeks and something so then to finish the second half and put those together? Yes. Yeah, you could absolutely do that. You know, at the end of the second course, it'll be a little bit more focused on summative for the entire course as a whole. But, you know, if the student learned what they needed to out of the first part, then <laughs> they're good to go. Then you give them a practice yes. exam, et cetera, on any summative items. Anyway. Yes. So that's really cool. I think this whole idea of making courses more accessible in the sense of meeting the needs of people and where they're at. I know that uh, some institutions like National University, for example, that offer a lot of short term courses, that's they kind of do that four and five week courses. And this is a way to take traditional courses and break them up. And to your point, you could do that for college credit, but you could also do it as these stackable certificates that you could add up. And we, we're fortunate enough to have partners who are willing to look at that. And later down the road, if a student just wants to do some of that now, they could work with one of our partners and convert that to college credit later if they decided to enroll in the degree program. So lots of flexibility there. I really like that. It's very, very exciting. So as you look in your own life and where you're going, you know, now you're, you're a leader here, what are any goals or what are visions and dreams that you have? So I have a lot of different ambitions, some in the education realm and, and some outside of that. But I definitely do plan to pursue a degree in instructional design, but I also have other external thoughts about, you know, developing my own sort of product and, and moving towards inventing and creating and getting into that side. So uh, last question for you, probably should have led with this a little bit as we were doing the first part, but you're a mom. And how does being a mother and having a child, who is he, eight? Seven. Seven. So I got ahead of myself there, uh, <laughs> Preston, I do the name. Uh, so uh, who's seven and now he's in school mm -hmm. and been doing that. How has that impacted you and helped inform your experience about learning and even developing curriculum for other students? It's made a very significant impact. I know with COVID last year, a lot of parents went to the homeschool option. And I, I was one who was fortunate enough to do that as well. And, you know, it really showed me what it's really looking like. I, I guess it's, I had done a little bit of online classes when I was in high school and a little bit in college as well. But 
what it's really looking like for kids in the at least the K-12 market and showing, I mean, it's substantially getting better, but it's it's got a long way to go. All right. Well, again, I've been joined by Brooke Hurd, TELS Director of Curriculum Development. And it's been it's been fun to talk to you, Brooke, learn more about what you do and kind of where you want to go with all of that. And so thanks very much for spending the time with us today. Thank you.